Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Social Contract, a Commander podcast. I'm Mike Almond, and joining me is my co-host, Alex Lapp. Alex, what's up, man? Well, not too much, Mike. And uh, this week, we'll be talking about Planeswalkers. Yeah! But not just any Planeswalkers, not just, this is my favorite Planeswalker. Right. Her name is Elspeth. No, we're going to be talking about Planeswalkers that are relevant to our style. Mm -hmm. That's the style of... Symmetrical effects, group hug, chaos and stacks, effects that can threaten people and enable political things to happen. Uh, those are my favorite kind of planeswalkers, Mike. Sure. And I mean, to be fair, we are going to talk about Elspeth because Elspeth. We are because she's great. Because <laughs> she's the best. She's just the best. Um, but yes, uh, so it's it's funny that you mention all these things that planeswalkers can do. And there are there are hundreds of planeswalkers, but it's. Yes. It's weird. It's it's you don't see them a whole lot unless you're talking about a super friends deck, but there's so much capability to them at the same time. So it's it, right. it's kind of weird to me that, you know, we're looking around and we're looking at all the deck lists and it's not one of those things where the average deck has this many planeswalkers in it. Like if you were to go about, you know, how many uh, card draw spells do I have? How many board wipes do I have? How many target removal spells do I have? And a lot of those are things that Planeswalkers can do, but the amount of Planeswalkers that actually see regular play in EDH, it's kind of limited. Why is that? Mm -hmm. Well, Mike, I think that's because primarily, at least, they're very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. A Planeswalker is uniquely a permanent on the battlefield that not only can it be removed through spot removal or a board wipe, but it can also be attacked by creatures. Right. So just having that additional avenue that many decks will be able to uh, will be able to take advantage of because you know that not everyone's running all the spot removal, especially planeswalker spot removal that they should be running, but there's a lot of people running just incidental creatures that can swing in and blow out a planeswalker. Most decks can do that, Mike. That makes sense. It it's it is a powerful effect that Mm -hmm. is very, very vulnerable unless you're building up the right board state. And if you're building up the right board state, then it, it almost feels a little win more to me at a certain point. And that's point. the thing about a Planeswalker, right, is that it's not just that it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's that it needs specifically to stick around for each of your turns for you to get the value that you need to get off of it, mm -hmm. to get the minus abilities, and especially what we'll call uh, often here the ultimate ability, which will be... Uh, not all Planeswalkers have this, but many of them do. Mm -hmm. It's a very high negative loyalty cost that does something explosive. Many of these abilities are designed to put you way, way out ahead or just straight up win the game or make someone lose the game. But they're also designed to be very difficult to get to. And by difficult, I mean you're going to need to add a lot of loyalty counters to them over many different turns uh, before you're able to take advantage of these high-cost abilities. And because they need to be around for so many turns, that's just more turns for people to attack into them. Absolutely. And you're, you you brought up a great point about all these high-powered abilities and their ultimates and mm -hmm. all of these things and protecting themselves. So let's do a quick rundown 
because okay. planeswalkers have exploded uh recently <laughs> yeah, ever since war yeah the it, war like, wow yeah. it doubled the number of planeswalkers yeah and i mean there there are some that have come out since that are absolutely relevant and there are some that mm -hmm. not so much it doesn't fit our format um mm -hmm. but they've been around for a bit so talk to me a little bit let's let's go into detail about planeswalkers themselves as as judge alex takes us into our corner here give me a crash course on planeswalkers and how they work in magic absolutely mike so we'll start with a 30 second history lesson planeswalkers are from uh lorwyn sets which was the fairy fairy tale set before Eldraine. Um, they have their own unique frame with that bulging border. It looks fantastic. A, a planeswalker is a special kind of permanent mm -hmm. that represents sort of its own entity within the game. Um, it's often said that we, the players, are playing as planeswalkers when we're playing the game of magic, mm -hmm. summoning things to the battlefield under our control and things like that and the flavor of a planeswalker is that we're bringing a friend a fellow planeswalker in with us into battle and depending on how loyal they are to us they'll stick around longer they'll help us with stronger effects right so what are some of these effects and what do planeswalkers do let's do it quickly but we're going to start very easy yep. so if you know what planeswalkers are you know just start skipping ahead a little bit it's i'm not going to be offended it's fine um, a planeswalker is a kind of permanent, and all planeswalkers are legendary planeswalkers. All right. That means that if you have two of the same legendary planeswalker, for example, two Jace the Mind Sculptors, mm -hmm. then all but one of them will be put into the graveyard due to the legend rule. But there also used to be an older rule that we're not really going to talk about where <laughs> you may re recall that's, uh, if you had two different planeswalkers, but they had the same name, uh, for example, two different Jaces, then that would have the same effect as a legend rule. Thank goodness we don't have that problem anymore. Yeah. But let's let's do the construction of a planeswalker. So we're we're gonna have the mana cost, of course, and its name and its planeswalker type, which is telling us what kind of planeswalker it is, and its starting loyalty and its loyalty abilities. So loyalty is an effect that only exists for planeswalkers a planeswalker is going to enter the battlefield with its starting loyalty in loyalty counters um, that's going to be at the lower right corner and it'll tell you how many loyalty counters are on the planeswalker if the planeswalker is ever at zero loyalty counters then it'll go to the graveyard as a state-based action okay flavorfully that's they've lost faith in you and you can just say they died they're they're gone um but they have loyalty abilities most of them have multiple loyalty abilities some of them have one but you can activate one of these loyalty abilities per turn at sorcery speed so on your main phase when you have priority and the stack is empty and each of these loyalty abilities has a loyalty cost but interestingly enough uh, most of these costs a lot of the more interesting ones are actually positive costs mm -hmm. which is something that we don't really see very much of um, and, and that kind of can throw people off a little bit. But when we talk about a plus one ability or a plus three ability, that's the loyalty cost of that ability. It's the cost, I'm using scare quotes, of putting <laughs> on loyalty counters onto the, onto the planeswalker. And likewise, if it's a negative ability, 
the cost is removing that many planes, uh, that many loyalty counters, and you can only remove as many as they have. So if you have a minus 12, you only have six loyalty counters. Well, you're out of luck. You're going to have to work up slowly. Right. Um, planeswalkers uniquely, though, can also be attacked by creatures when you're declaring your creature as an attacker or it enters the battlefields attacking. Um, you can either choose a defending player or planeswalker. And if you choose a planeswalker, that player will become the defending player. And uh, that's really all there is to it. I've, I've probably gone long already, even though it's only been a few minutes. But Mike, that's that's the crash course in Planeswalkers. One loyalty ability per turn, and they can be attacked. I mean, it makes sense, though. Because it's, again, yeah. they've been in the game for a decent amount of time. So yeah. we've got a good semblance of an idea. I'll tell 2007. You, I'll tell you this. I've never made the uh, the actual connection, even though they're literally called loyalty abilities, of like, mm-hmm. no, as soon as it runs out of loyalty, it's that planeswalker leaving as opposed yes. to the like, oh, the planeswalker died in battle. That's why it goes to the graveyard. So, no, they left. They're gone. Right. <laughs> planeswalkers flavorfully are very difficult to kill because they have an immortality with their planeswalker spark. Yep. So it was a big deal in, in war when planeswalkers died because usually they can't. Right. Well, yeah. Yep. R. Usually they just planes walk away. R.I.P. Gideon. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> rip. Rip. Um, so yeah. Rest in peace. Those are some... That's a rundown of planeswalkers, the mm-hmm. actual way that they work. Um, and again, we're going to talk about some of the ones that could be used in, you know, kind of our play style as far as the... Man, there's a lot of stacks effects on planeswalkers. Um, but there are some really good stuff, like, you know, giving people the opportunity to untap, to draw, some of those group hug features mm-hmm. as well, uh, and some good political aspects. But before we do that, we're going to go to our, ooh, can I see that? And we're going to talk about some cards that are really underplayed. We each think that we're bringing something really interesting to the table, especially with our topic today. Uh, so if you want to grab them or any of the other cards we're going to talk about in the future you can help us out in the process. So we've partnered with TCGplayer.com. If you're looking for any singles, sealed product, deck boxes, sleeves, playmats, really anything to spice up that game experience, you can go to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social or click the link in our show notes. You don't pay anything extra and you'll really be helping us out by buying all the things that you're going to anyway. Alex, why don't you start us off with a card that our listeners may be interested in picking up if they're trying to look into putting some more Planeswalkers into a deck. Absolutely, Mike. I have a bit of a sleeper here, and I'm kind of breaking our rules. Usually we're trying to go for cards that are very seldom run, cards that sure. are in under a 1,000 decks. This one's in uh, more. <laughs> it's in uh, 9,500 decks. Okay. But there's a reason for that. And that's because this card was in the Commander 2018 pre-cons. Oh, yeah, that'll help. Yeah, I would be willing to bet that even though this card's in a bunch of decks, the vast majority of those are people's pre-con lists that they uploaded and then never changed or continued to run them. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pretend like this card is not very played very often because it's not. <laughs> and that card is Forge of Heroes. Sure. Uh, Forge of Heroes is a land, a non-basic land, with tap, add, colorless. And a second ability, tap, Choose target commander that entered the battlefield this turn. Put a plus one, plus one counter on it if it's a creature, and a loyalty counter on it if it's a planeswalker. Um, And this card is 44 cents. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, it's not exactly a powerhouse of utility land. I would say that, in my opinion, if I had any decks, for example, like Mike's Read Over Pulsa deck, <laughs> that have a Planeswalker at the helm, mm-hmm. and you're not in too many colors, that this is probably worth a spot. Sure. Because unlike that Karn land where you can proliferate for four, which is a great land, that's a lot of mana, and this is zero or equivalent of one mana and not only can you bump up your planeswalker but if somebody else puts out their commander you can give it a plus one plus one counter or if it's a planeswalker you give it a loyalty counter that's just a nice little fun gift and uh fun fact on this one rest in peace gideon if gideon has transformed uh excuse me if gideon has changed its type to creature and it's still a planeswalker it's a planeswalker and a creature so it'll get both a plus one plus one counter (laughs) and a loyalty counter I never thought of that. That's silly. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, it's it's like you said, it's one of those cards that's in a lot of decks, but how many times have you ever seen it played? Never. And if you're, especially if you're playing a deck that has a Planeswalker at the helm, like, that makes sense. It makes sense to, to throw this in there, because it can be extremely spicy to combine with some other effects proliferate to where hey this thing that i thought was going to be able to ult maybe in two turns well maybe i can get close enough to where i can ult it next turn something along those lines and yeah you're willing to pay a lot of mana for proliferate effects Mm -hmm. which is just add one counter to everything but if you have any one given planeswalker per turn your commander that's the most important one in your deck presumably then i think getting it for one mana is really good rate. Usually you're paying quite a bit more. For sure. So let's talk about... Let's talk about a card then that if everybody else doesn't want to run Planeswalkers, but you do. Let's talk about a card that's really good for gumming up the works. And, you know, you apologized for uh, using a card that was in more decks than normal uh, for our Ooh Can I See That. But you also helped me find this gem I did, of, and this one's of, a real gem. Holy yeah. cow, this is terrifying. Um, Mike, I can't believe you picked a stacks card. Yeah, so proud yeah, of you. it's super weird. Uh, let's talk about Teferi's <laughs> Realm. Uh, we're super on flavor. It's got Planeswalker in the name. Um, but this is an Enchant World card for one generic and blue blue. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, symmetrical effects, that player chooses artifact, creature, land, or non-aura enchantment. All non-token permanents of that type phase out. And just as a reference, Mm -hmm. uh, while they're phased out, they're treated as though they don't exist. Each one phases in before its controller untaps during their next untap step. That's right. Um, This is nuts. This is a nutty card. We like to talk about cards like Ned's Disc and uh, what is it? A Chroma's Vengeance. Yeah. Board wipes that are so old that they don't know about Planeswalkers, so they don't destroy them. This is like that. But here's the thing. Board wipes are... Something like Nev's Disc, that, that is a political board I'm not board saying wipe. it's like a board wipe. I'm no, I, I know. I, I in the same I, I, what I'm, school district. What I'm saying here that makes this card super nuts, and why I, I love it. Even as a stacks piece, I'm sitting here like, I'm going to buy three of these. Because We've turned them. Uh, because it's a stacks piece, but it is everybody pick. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fun? <laughs> and that's so you can pick silly. What you want to phase out, and if you pick creatures or whatever, 
I'm going to just wipe the board and your stuff is safe. But here's where I'm sitting there saying, ah, it's safe. All non-token permanents. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say creatures. Maybe, maybe some of your planeswalkers make some tokens. Yeah, there's a couple that Maybe do a that. lot of planeswalkers make tokens. Yeah, and notably, and, and you're, you're, you're cutting to the point here. Nowhere on this card does it say planeswalker. <laughs> yeah, it's not on there. So if you're so nobody can make your board phase out if you're super friends. If you if you're playing the Atraxa Super Friends deck or some any kind of Super Friends deck, really. How but how is you. this card not in there? And when I say not in there, it's in a hundred and forty nine yeah. total decks. hundred and forty nine decks. Super Friends decks are really popular, and this card is nothing but political upside for super friends decks. I it's 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 phasing I I think that I phasing confuses people. I think that's the main reason. I think that that's the one I'm going to go to. A lot of people think that's uh that when things phase out that they LCB and ECB or that tokens stop uh existing when they phase out although in this case that wouldn't be relevant. Right. But they don't. That's that's how it used to work a long time ago. Anyway, we're not talking about phasing today. No. So those are our two cards. If those sound interesting to you or any of the Planeswalkers we're about to talk about, Mike, where do they go? Oh, they're going to go to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social or click the cool. link in our show notes. We're going to take a quick break for you to go ahead and grab, I don't know, four or five of these uh, from TCG player. Uh, but when we yeah, come How much back, is yours? Like $3? Uh, so they're a little bit more expensive than that, but not by a lot. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of... Mine's like pennies. You can get mine for 44 cents. Yeah, that's... Buy fair. it. For your Planeswalker deck, buy it. That's... You know what? If it's a Planeswalker Commander, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. For, if it's a Traxa, then no. Yeah. But if it's Jessica... Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I, so. I like where you're going. So pick those up. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk about some Planeswalker cards that we really care about. See you soon. All right, we're back, and we are going to talk about some Planeswalkers that fit into kind of our playstyle. That's things where it's political value, group hug value, symmetrical effects, stacks uh, as stacks well. effects. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Alex. Why don't you yes. start us off? I'll give you the oh, option gladly. of talking about our favorite lady or going in a different direction. Okay. Well, I talked about our favorite lady last time. Yay! So I'm going to start with our least favorite lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is the most popular Planeswalker in the entire format. Are you ready? It's Narset. Mm. Narset Parter of Veils is one blue blue for a legendary Planeswalker Narset starting loyalty five. With the static ability, each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. Oh, why would you put that there? That's awful. We banned Leovold. Why would you do this? Minus two. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a non-creature, non-land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Now, Narset is one of the uncommon walkers from War. Um, and if you didn't play War, this may seem strange to you. She only has one loyalty ability, mm-hmm. and it's a minus. So without proliferation or putting counters on, there's no possible way for her to get counters through her own volition. Sure. Which is probably a good thing because that static ability, Mike, uh, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, this is not a card that I, I – this is a card that even when I do see it, 
it's just as likely that it never that no one activates that ability. <laughs> it's just like, no, this is here for other reasons. Sorry, windfall. Yeah, this is here to <laughs> this is here to wheel and then nobody draws any cards and then you win the game because everyone discarded their hand. Oh my gosh, it's so it's such it's, brutal. it's such a rough card. This is one of the most powerful. I think this is probably the most powerful stacks planeswalker. If you're playing stacks and you're in blue because you're in stacks, mm-hmm. you're playing Narset. Yeah. I it does She's restricted in vintage, Mike. That's all you have to know about that. I mean, it she does one thing, but she does it real real good and woof. Yeah. It is man, that's not fun. I'm glad she can't be your commander. Let's just say that. Uh, for for good reasons. For good reasons. Mike, talk about someone nicer. Let's talk about our favorite lady. Favorite lady. Elspeth, Suns Champion. The Suns Champion. This is four generic, two white for a four loyalty planeswalker. Uh, plus one ability, create three one one white soldier creature tokens. We love anything yes. that can protect itself when it's a planeswalker. Oh, and three tokens is ridiculous. For it's better one. than anything else. Yes. Ever. Um, but at the same time, you also have the ability to minus three. So she'll stay around and destroy all creatures with power four or greater. So That's the rattlesnake board wipe, Mike. It's, it's so good to have on a card, hey, I'm going to place this here. And if you have to if you have to blow everything up instantly, fine. If you don't, you still get to hold it to where you need to remove this from my board before it gets back to my turn if you're going to do anything big on your board. And and it's even more than that, right? It's it's your finger is on the button. When this comes out, this is 6 CMC. It's in white with two white pips. Mm-hmm. You're probably not paying, playing this uh, too much earlier than turn five or six. Right. So this is a planeswalker that is coming out onto the board when the board is full, bases right. are loaded. And she can just end the inning. Said all right, everybody <laughs> that's everyone that's not a little guy, and that's that's White's thing, right? Is mm-hmm. is uh fighting for the meek. So all of the little tokens that you have, all the small utility creatures and hate bears you have will stay. Everybody's beaters are gone. And people don't want that to happen so badly. We talked about this during our, our Rattlesnake episode mm-hmm. that you can use this even more than as a threatening threat. You can use it as, oh, no, don't worry. As long as nobody messes with her, I'm not even going to wipe the board yep. with her. I'm just going to make tokens. Just, and everyone's like, whew, he's only making three tokens a turn. <laughs> I, just, I just want I just want my token friends. Don't worry about me. Yeah, um, uh, and then you had the minus seven. Yeah, getting an emblem is always a fun thing. Um, yes. You get an emblem with creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and have flying. You know, I feel yeah. like if you had a way to plus Elspeth to get lots mm-hmm. of creatures out, and then an ability to, to make her. them stronger, and then give them evasion, yeah. that would be pretty effective. Oh wait, and we. <laughs> We talked about this during the Rattlesnake episode, too. If she's still alive after you minus seven her, you're making three creatures, three power total on the plus one. After her minus seven, you're making three creatures, nine power in the air, which is completely brutal, and no one can keep up with that. Doubling season is a scary card. and it just Yeah, it no kidding. Works. You'll get six off of her, and she enters with eight. <laughs> Let's take a break from... from planeswalkers for a sec yeah to talk about two things we're going to talk about 
Uh, doubling season. Oh, sure. And then we'll talk about emblems real briefly. Doubling season is disenchantment for in a green. Uh, if one or more counters would be put on a, uh, you are a permanent you control, you get double that many counters instead. If you would make one or more tokens, you get twice that many tokens instead. It's the classic doubler, and it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And the way that it affects Planeswalkers is that a Planeswalker will enter with two times as the number of loyalty counters. Yep. But its loyalty abilities are not effects, but costs. And because they're costs, they will not put additional loyalty counters on the Planeswalker when you pay for them. Okay. Um, there are some exceptions. For example, uh, Hwatli, the Sun's Champion, mm-hmm. or Hwatli, Radiant Radiant Champion, whatever she is. Yeah. Um, she has a loyalty ability, and some other Planeswalkers do, that when the loyalty ability resolves, it gives her more loyalty counters. Mm-hmm. That's an effect, and that is double. Okay. That makes sense, then. Um, okay, so we, we have doubling season. It's great, but it doesn't affect the plus and the minus. Um Next thing is emblems. Mm-hmm. Emblems are really simple. They're objects. They're not cards. And when they are created, they exist in the command zone. Nothing can touch them. They're there for the rest of the game. Simple as that. Gross. <laughs> let's let's put lots of things in there that you can't interact with at all because oh, yeah, they're... it's too late. You had your chance. <laughs> Speaking of rattlesnakes, Mike, uh, there was a really... Just this card caused a big stink in standard and a few other competitive formats. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got banned in almost all of them. Almost everything. Standard, Pioneer, Modern, Legacy, Brawl, Historic. It's only legal in Commander and Vintage, and that's Oko, Thief of Crowns. Um, and it's good in Commander for the same reason it was disgusting in all of those formats. Mm-hmm. And that's his minus, uh, his plus one, which we'll get to. Uh, so Oko's Thief of Crowns is one green blue for a legendary planeswalker Oko. Starting loyalty is four, and he has a plus two creative food token, which is an artifact with pay two, tap, and sack it. You gain three life. That's garbage. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> but his plus one ability, and it is absurd to me that this is a plus one. Yeah. And I think most people would agree. Plus one target artifact or creature loses all abilities and becomes a green elk creature with base power and toughness three, three. So uh <laughs> this is an incredibly powerful effect because if you do it to someone's commander the only way that they can realistically get their commander back is by flickering it or sacrificing it and casting it back again yep it is so difficult to deal with this because what are you going to do there's no aura you can remove even if you remove oko that's not going to turn your commander back that's not going to turn your big mana rock back into a mana rock it's you're screwed uh, and then he has one more, minus five, uh, exchange control of target artifact or creature you control, and target creature and opponent controls with power three or less. I'm really mainly interested in the plus one. Yeah. Like, this is a doozy. You can really threaten people with this. Let's talk about all of the three CMC effects that you can target a commander with to make that commander and lock useless. It yeah. They're mostly in white. But and their effects like banishing light, right? Banishing light. They're things that stick around. Like, right. let's talk about all the yeah. things that. There are things that can be removed, and then you get the commander back. Right. Usually, this is yeah. a you have to stop this from happening, or you have to have a way to make your commander go away and come back, which is not easy. 
Especially when it's a most people are not running like unless you're in an aristocrats or sack deck. Yeah, most people are not able to kill their own commander on command. This this turns into a someone plays Oko uses it on you. Your new game is trying to find somebody to be your friend that mm-hmm. you can swing a three three at, or that you, they will and swing if, something bigger than a three three at you. So you if can you're block a threatening and make player. If you're an arch enemy, nobody's going to help you with that. No, they're not going to block your three three. No, this. Uh, Oko is messed up. Oko's yeah, there's a reason it's been banned in everything, and this effect is really good in Commander, but in these formats, like you can just end the whole game with it. I don't want. I I don't like Oko. I don't want to talk about an Oko anymore. Let's talk you about want to talk about Party Jace. Uh, you know what? We can talk about Party Jace. Party Jace. Jace Bellerin, one blue blue. This is the OG, Legendary Planeswalker Jace starting loyalty 3, plus 2, each player draws a card, Woo! what up? Plus 2, each player draws a card, Mike, that is a good ability, yep. I really like that, minus 1 target player draws a card, I don't like that one as much, but it's good that he has it. Yeah, sometimes and, you don't uh, want everybody 10, to draw a card, I get it. Uh, target player mills 20 cards. Yeah. So, there's that. That's fine, but, uh, but how about plus two target, or each player draws a card? That's a lot of value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and you know what? The, the hair sticking up in the card art, like, he is he here to look party. Like he, yeah. he looks a little bit intense in this art, I don't know. Yeah, right, you know what? What were you going to say, Mike, after I so rudely interrupted you? No, I, I, here's the thing. I, I love Party Jace. I was thinking about going to another, uh, I was going to go to another Simic Planeswalker that... Oh. Does good things. Good things. Good things. Uh, like... Let's talk about Kiora. Yay. So uh, Kiora is a two generic and then Simic. So either a green or a blue for a seven mm-hmm. loyalty. Holy moly. Uh, Why does Simic get everything? Uh, it has the static effect of whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. So this nice. is just a seven loyalty draw effect. Except... Yeah. Uh, for minus one, untapped target permanent. That's not target oh. permanent you control. It's target it's permanent. And no. that can be a Gaia's Cradle. That can be a Mana Rock to get you some more mm-hmm. mana. It can be somebody else's. It can be untapping somebody's creature so they can make a really good block. It can be mm-hmm. a lot of things. Um, Cure is really good. The synergy is nice. I like that it's a... Whenever I have a big creature enter the battlefield, I'm getting a benefit. But the actual ability is something that, hey, we can we can talk. We can make friends. We can do some deals here. Yeah. Big fan of the this fact one. that you have seven starting loyalty. It's so ridiculous. And she has good value on the table for three mana. You can legitimately afford to donate this untap and not be like, oh, I only have one left. No, you have six left. You're good. Yeah. I can't believe that this is a minus one ability on a seven it's, loyalty planeswalker. It's, that's Simic for you, Mike. Simic's value, for some reason, Wizards has decided that Simic gets to go to all the parties and be the prettiest princess of the sea and just draw all the cards and ramp all the lands and have a seven loyalty planeswalker that untaps any permanent for three mana. I'm so frustrated, Mike. Let's talk about something else. Okay, what you got for me? How about this classic one here? Um, I'm going to have you cut me. Yeah, you're good. You know, I always like this one, Mike. How about Karn Scion of Urza? Uh 
So Karn Sign of Versa is a four-mana legendary planeswalker. Karn. It's not a surprise. Loyalty of five. And this plus one is really neat. Reveal the top two cards of your library. An opponent chooses one of them. Put that card into your hand and exile the other with a silver counter on it. And then he has a minus one. Put a card you own with a silver counter on it from exile into your hand. Mm -hmm. He also has a minus two. Make a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. So not really any ultimate, but a lot of utility. Yeah. And I love this. This is a card draw card in colorless that not only is letting you draw a card, but maybe you can strike up a deal with someone and say, hey, if you can give me the better of these two, blah, blah, blah. Or even if they screw you, you're not that screwed because next turn you can get that back if it was right. really that good if it's, of a card. If it's a really, really important card for you, right? I, yeah. And he can make tokens that become enormous. Yeah. Just enormous. I, I love this one, Mike. It's it's a very... It's, it's a card with options. It's a Swiss army knife as far as what yeah. you want to do. Um, it, it is a planeswalker that can protect itself. It's a planeswalker that can make really big threats. And it's a absolute worst case scenario. Four mana, draw a card, try and make a friend, exile another card. Mm -hmm. There's utility lands that get played that can't do that. You know? <laughs> so it's it's neat. It's it's a I like I like Karn. Um Me too. Let's talk uh, something worth noting. Something worth noting about Karn is uh, when these cards are exiled with silver counters on them, mm -hmm. they have silver counters on them for as long as they're in exile. Right. Which means that if this Karn goes to the graveyard and then back to your hand and then back to the battlefield, you can use his minus one right away to grab a card that was previously exiled out of exile. Because Karn doesn't care that they're from an older Karn. All he knows is the silver counter. Those stay forever. Yep. Um, I'll tell you what. Do we want to talk about another Karn here, or do we want to pivot? Because there's a lot of Karn. There's a lot of is Karn. This the, uh, is this the original Karn? Well, we got Karn liberated. We got... That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Karn liberated is one of those cards that I like, but there's this enough stuff card. going on and the numbers are so much higher than I'm ready for that I have to do like a double take on math every time I see this card. Uh, yeah. So seven generic for a six loyalty planeswalker. It's plus four. It's what? Is target player exiles a card from their hand. Karn's minus three is exile target permanent. And then the, I guess we'll call it an ult because there's not an emblem, oh, it's an but it's an ult. Um, for, you know, just a uh, a nice condensed minus 14 is restart the game, leaving in exile all non-aura permanents that cards that, excuse me, restart the game, leaving in exile all non-aura permanent cards exiled with Karn Liberated. Then put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. Uh, yeah, this ultimate is completely ridiculous, yep. Mike. Yep. But... It's a minus 14, yeah. so you would need to activate his plus 4 twice. Twice! And then activate his minus 14, so that would take 4 turns. Um, well, Probably not going to happen. Hold on, so turn turn comes out. Yeah. Plus three 4, turns. plus 4, next turn plus 4 again, so on turn 3, if nobody interacts with yeah. it, yes. 
Okay. Um, so three turns after you put down a seven mana. Yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah. one attacks No, it's, it, yeah, it so is. We're, it, we're not talking about the minus 14. No. Because it's. Despite the bonkers nature of it. Wow. But, uh, no, we're talking about it because minus three exile target permanent. That is three of the most powerful words in the game. Uh-huh. Like exile target permanent. Not that's anything. It doesn't say non-land. It's just permanent. It's yeah. just something that exists. And it is not coming back. And you know what? A plus four that says target player exiles a card from their hand. That's target player discards a card and then exiles. Like, that's hand attack. They choose the card, but they still have to exile a card out of their hand. Right. And you just went plus four. So now this thing is at a 10 loyalty or you minus three'd it earlier. So, okay, now it's just at seven. It's... Karn is really good for sticking around on the battlefield because yeah. it's really good at beefing itself up. You need to have permanent removal as well, opposed to are a afraid lot of, of attack. This. Yeah. Holy cow. And people don't like exiling cards from their hand. Oof. Pick a, how about how about we pick another card that does uh does some things that make people really miserable, Alex? Make people really miserable? Yeah. Hmm. How about Soren Markov. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Soren Markov. Ooh. Three. Black, black, black. For Legendary Planeswalker, Soren. Loyalty is four. Plus two. Soren deals two damage to any target you gain two life. Nope. Minus three. Are you ready for this? Target opponent's life total becomes ten. Yep. What? What? That's strong even in 20 life formats. In this format, that's 75% of your starting life total. And he can do it right away. He doesn't even have to plus up. He can enter for six mana in that same turn before you have the chance to stop him from doing it. So even spot removal will not stop this. You have to counter the spell. Your life total becomes 10. That is devastating, Mike. That's not damage dealt. Is that, is that, that you lose that much life. It's just lost. It's just yeah. gone. Yeah. It's and then so gross. minus seven is perhaps even more brutal. You control target player during that player's next turn. That's mind slaver, baby. Mm. Soren's mean. That is a disgusting card. You be careful with that one. Oh yeah. It. It. it I'll tell you what. Yeah. As as much as the Soren. Minus three target opponent's life total becomes 10. You can really threaten people with that. You can. And at some points, it makes me very uncomfortable. But I've also seen the, okay, I have infinite life now. Because I I just can give myself an arbitrary amount of life. Well, well, you know what? Here's a way to deal with that. This completely hoses any life gain deck. They're screwed. You're you're now, no, your life is now at 10. And uh, thank you for playing. Um, Soren is, Soren is rough. Um, people like to gain life. You know what other, uh, thing people like to do in EDH a lot? Uh, not have their stuff messed with? Oh, I was gonna say tutor. Oh, Um, let's talk about an uncommon, which still seems weird to me. Uh, Ashiok, Dream Render, uh, one generic, (laughs) and then two Demir. So a blue and a black, two black, or two blue. Uh, for a five loyalty planeswalker with the static ability that says spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause their controller to search their library. Oh yeah. 
we're not we're not talking uh, even mind sensor we're talking no it doesn't get to happen this is the same cmc as opposition agent Mm -hmm. it came out two years prior and uh i don't know this is that is a painful ability it's better than even mind sensor oh yeah well Um, here's the other part of it that makes it even better after that yeah we're hosing people that like to tutor we're also hosing people in a growing 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 uh format of oh i like to use my graveyard as part of my library well not anymore you don't yeah target player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard then exile each opponent's graveyard that's ashiok's minus one on a five loyalty five loyalty it's holy moly the I, this card is only a dollar 50 mike what's and it's an uncommon and the craziest thing about this is that i think of all of the decks that like doing a lot of graveyard recursion right mm-hmm. they even made it to where ashiok doesn't hit you if you're one of those decks if you're casting yeah. it because not only opponents. are you allowed to tutor but you're also not getting your graveyard exiled. It's so, it's so devastating. Devastating to people that are trying to use either of those abilities. And that's just it. What if what if somebody just tutored something to the top of their library with their mystical tutor? Yep. Right. You play out Ashiok minus one. That card they tutored is going into their graveyard and then being exiled, and they're never seeing it again. Bye forever. Holy moly, Mike. Fun fact, Ashiok has no gender. I just think that's cool. Yeah, good job, Wizards. Who else should we talk about? Oofa-doofa. I have one. Go for it. Now, when I say its name, you're going to think, why would you pick that one? (laughs) Because this card is famous for another reason, or should I say infamous. That's Teferi Temporal Archmage. (sighs) Loyalty 5 and... uh, Teferi Temporal Archmage can be your commander, mm-hmm. which is a special clause that some Planeswalkers have. They sure do. And yeah, here's the plus one. Look at the top two cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the other on the bottom of your library. So, you know, you'll scry. Um, and then draw a card, mm-hmm. right? And then there's the minus one, which this is used in CEDH decks yep. to instantaneously win the game. But... What if you wanted to, you know, spread the love around? Minus one. Untap up to four target permanents, Mike. That's a lot. Up to four target permanents. You can set someone up and say, hey, remember that deal we had? There you go, buddy. Four permanents untapped. That's a lot of power to throw around, Mike. Well, even even the ability to untap three of your things and one of and somebody one else's, of theirs, yeah. or just or one of everyone's, yeah, targeting stuff. Yeah. I yeah. always always nice to have some variability and 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 options uh, and something where it's just four target permanents. Uh, okay, that's pretty cool. Yep, you could uh, you know untap four of your own lands if you feel like it, or. Feeling generous, spread it around. It's you got a lot of options. Uh, then he has a minus ten that you're never going to get, except with the infinite combo that I was just talking about, which, if you care, is the chain veil and uh, blinking the chain veil to get infinite uh, abilities. Minus ten. 
You'll get an emblem with you may activate loyalty abilities of planeswalkers you control on any player's turn anytime they could cast an instant. Mm -hmm. You're never going to get that without that infinite combo, so don't worry about that. It's the minus one that we're talking about. And again, if you're running this card, especially if you're running it as your commander, you need to be ready for the, oh my god, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, Because this card has a reputation even if you're not planning on using it like that, Mike. It has a well-established rev- reputation for very good reason. But All you have to do is say, I'm not running the Chain Veil. Yep. And and frankly, the second that you say that, there should be They're a, like, oh. Everybody's shoulders will sink about an inch and a half. Because this card does and, not and do fine. anything without the Chain Veil. Yep. It's, it's, it, it's, I, I love it's the untapped purpose, yeah. but yes, it's you're great. right. Yeah. Um, do we talk about the Big Daddy? Big Daddy, Nico Bolas Planeswalker. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Uh, so four generic, blue, black, black, red. So that is an eight CMC for a five loyalty Planeswalker. Yeah, but those abilities, though. Yeah. So uh, plus three, destroy target non-creature permanent. Yeah, that's a pretty good rattlesnake. That is insane. This is a plus three destroy most important land. And then he'll go to eight. Yep. Um, or, you know, maybe maybe you want to... Maybe the creatures are the things that's actually an issue. So you can minus two and just gain control of target creature. Permanently. Doesn't say until end of turn. Doesn't say yep. uh, as long as Nico Bolas is on the battlefield. Control, yeah. Nope. It's forever. It's yep. super bad. Uh, it's minus nine. Nico Bolas, Planeswalker, deals seven damage to target player. That player, or, or a target player, or Planeswalker. That player or that Planeswalker's controller discards seven cards, then sacrifices seven permanents. That's a minus okay, you're nine. You're not going to hit it. This person you're not doesn't hit be, it. They, they, don't, they don't get to play. Yeah. They don't get to play. But don't worry about that. We're not talking about the minus nine. That's If you hit it, great, you win. Mm-hmm. You're not going to. I hope it's, not. You're threatening people with the destruction. You're threatening people with gaining control of their creatures. This is an absolutely brutal Planeswalker to have on the battlefield. So we got another Teferi. Teferi's just everywhere. Yeah. Teferi, Master of Time. Two blue, blue, legendary Planeswalker Teferi, starting loyalty three, and the static ability, you may activate loyalty abilities of Teferi, Master of Time, on any player's turn, any time you could cast an instant. Yeah. Right. So that's, if you recall, the minus 10 emblem that uh, you had to get from the old Teferi, and now you just start with it. Yep. <laughs> um, so this plus one that you can use once a turn on everyone's turn, draw a card, discard a card. Holy moly. Uh, that's looting, right? Draw yep. and then discard. Yeah. So you loot one four times in a round, mm-hmm. and you add four loyalty. Uh-huh. Yes. Seems seems good. Sure. That's pretty good. How about something that we actually care about, and that's a threat? And this card (laughs) can threaten with the best because this card can threaten at instant speed. And as we said in our Rattlesnake episode, if you can threaten at instant speed, that's the real Rattlesnake right there. Minus three. Target creature that you don't control phases out. When they declare it as an attacker at instant speed, you can phase it out. Bye. It's no longer in the game. It comes back on their next untapped step. You can phase a blocker out to force damage through. You can phase out maybe a creature that triggers 
on the beginning of their main phase of their combat, they don't get the trigger. There's so many things you can do. Mm-hmm. Phase out their mana dork. Now they don't get mana that turn. Uh, you know, when yeah. we talk about the not being able to ult very easily on things. Oh, this one can ult quite a bit easier. It sure can, uh, because being able to add plus four on a go around is pretty yeah. good. Plus uh, one four times, yeah. So you would expect its 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 ult ability to be, you know, decent. Like it would not to be overpowered because wow, right. think about how easy it can do it. Um how but about if it's This is blue. Yeah, think about <laughs> how um a minus ten uh ult for take two extra turns after this <clears throat> one. <clears throat> uh did you just say time stretch, which is a ten mana spell? Mm-hmm. Or is it eight mana? It's a lot of mana. It's a lot of mana. But here's the yeah. other thing to keep I think in it's mind. Eight blue. It says take two extra turns after this one on a yeah. planeswalker that can activate on other people's turns. So yeah, huh? it's it's not a okay when it gets back to me and I have ten loyalty. I'll do the thing. It's a when it when it has ten yeah. loyalty. Do the thing. Right. So let's say it's the player before you's turn mm-hmm. or the player you know across the way. You can just insert yourself. And take two turns, and then another player takes their turn, and then you take your turn again. Like, this, <laughs> this is so brutal, Mike. The amount of value that you can get off of a Planeswalker that can use an ability on other players' turns is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I, I, I don't, you know what? For all of the busted things that Planeswalkers can do, and that that those abilities can be pretty busted, I think my only issue with this Teferi is the fact that they printed it on, like, seven different cards in the same set. <laughs> so there was this confusion when it came out as far as, like, oh, I got Teferi. Which one? The Master of Time. Yeah, yeah which, which one? But but other the than the master that, of time with the rings. Yeah. No. Okay. Great. How many? <laughs> Which it's it's <sighs> it's such rings. a cool card as far as yeah. doing interesting stuff and having power. And you know what? I, I I've got like three, and I think I run one of them. And I I should I should really look into that in the future. If you're in a blue deck, and you have creatures and you can protect this, mm-hmm. um. This is some extremely powerful control. Mm-hmm. You have a legitimate chance, even without doubling season, of activating this ultimate. And that's really scary. This card's quite strong. I no longer have a tower end deck. Yeah. If I wanted to be a terrible person, Teferi would have to go into it. Of course. Because, wow. Being able, You're even just the ability cards. to being able to loot, to find yeah, all of the cantrips and counter spells. Oh. Every turn. Rough. And Rough. if you have a top on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started, dude. I, 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 moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about Nissa World Waker because, yay, hey. we're back to green. We're back to friendly stuff. Green. Everything's fine. Uh, so this is everything's three- not fine. Nissa and Chandra broke up. Yeah. Because the writers decided that Chandra wasn't gay enough for Nyssa, which is absurd. I don't understand half of this stuff. I, I hate it. They belong together, Mike. <laughs> maybe maybe in Netflix series when that comes out in the Yay. The, the, well I'll 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 believe it when I see it. Wait, I heard they were one. adding new characters to the Netflix series. They're not bringing back oh. the current ones. Well 
I'm less happy to talk about this then. Uh, three generic and two green for a three loyalty planeswalker. Plus one, target land you control becomes a 4-4 elemental creature with trample. It's still land. Cool. Great. Yep. Uh, other plus one. Untap up to four target forests. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> so Arbor Elf has this ability, tap and untap target forests. Uh-huh. How about uh, untap up to four target forests? Uh-huh. So you can untap a bunch of your forests. Uh, maybe there's another player who untaps some of their forests. I don't know. Just untap a bunch of forests. You have options. You're untapping four forests, Mike. Yep. And here's the thing. I totally understand the we don't talk about ults on Planeswalkers that often because, you know, reasons. This is in uh-huh. green. This is this is this is one of my favorite ults in Magic just because it seems bonkers. This when you is so silly. Uh, minus seven. Search your library for any number of basic land cards. Put them onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Those lands become 4-4 four, four elemental creatures with trample. They're still silly. lands. So silly. I love that ult. I love the idea of, I'm just going to keep on tapping my lands. I'm going to keep on tapping my lands. I'm going to keep on tapping my lands. Because here's the thing. I've gotten... I've, I've, I've Nissa World Waker is one of the Planeswalkers that I have in a couple of decks. Because mm-hmm. I love untapping lands. I love value. Especially if I could do it two turns. Even just the one turn great this is a five cmc spell that i'm going to untap four targets for neat yeah but i've had this card out with seven loyalty before and went you know i don't remember to keep her out i just i don't remember how many basic lands i have left in the deck it's probably safer for me to just get those forests untapped again oh man i i I like this a lot yeah, this has a lot of great cards. Um, here's one that's uh, perfect for its colors, but you know, not quite as friendly as as Nissa. Mm. How about a uh, Dovin Hand of Control? Yep. Which is two and Azorius, which is hybrid white blue, mm-hmm. for a legendary planeswalker Dovin loyalty five, and he is the static ability artifact instant and sorcery spells that your opponents cast cost one more to cast. That's a stacks effect, or a tax effect, if you will. Um, that's going to make them very mad because they won't be able to cast their spells on curve, yep. which is good for you because now your opponents are all slowed down. Minus one, until your next turn, prevent all damage that would be dealt to and dealt by target permanent and opponent controls. So, wow, we've got some options here. Number one, uh, you can basically point at something and say, wow, that's scary. Uh, what do you plan on doing with that next turn? And they say, uh, attacking someone who isn't you. And you say, exactly. That's yep. exactly Sounds what's great. going to happen. Um, here's your next option. Somebody has something on board. And they're in a situation where they're going to lose it. Maybe there's a pyrohemia. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're forced to attack uh, with like a forced combat deck. But it's a utility creature. They don't want it to attack. There's a lot of different things that could happen. Um but this is going to prevent all damage that would be dealt to that creature, combat and non-combat, mm-hmm. until your next turn. So for any burn effect, for any combat effect, that creature now has impunity, which is a very nice political option to have, Mike. It, it, it is nice. It, and you know what? It's a stacks piece, but it's... Like, I'm okay with that kind of stacks piece. If, if you're going to make things cost a little bit extra, 
Okay. If right. you're and it, well, and usually you're. This is not the only tax effect you're running. That's the problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know if what? This even, is the only one you're running. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like the reverse. It's, it's not quite a rattlesnake, even though it is, because you can use it that way. Where it's, hey, it's like a Mazevith. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. And it's, it's not an instant speed Mazevith, but you still get to have that yeah. conversation, and that's always yeah. nice. Say, so let's let's make the call right now. Do you feel like that's going at me or what? And yeah. What are they going to say? If they say it's going at you, you're gonna you're gonna silence it. It's not going to attack. It's it's the most passive form of forcing the issue that right. I can think of. That's that's the beautiful thing about maze style effects. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about. I think we have another Teferi here. Teferi is very present. Teferi is very present. This one is. Uh, remarkably popular and very high in utility. I think everyone knows about this one. This is to ferry uh, hero of Dominaria for huh. three white blue. And uh, it's loyalty four for a legendary planeswalker to ferry. He has plus one draw card at the beginning of the next end step untap up to two lands. Yeah, that's pretty great. It's nice to be able to play out your turn and then say, by the way, at, at the end of my, at the end, or at the beginning of the next end step, I'm going to go ahead and put up Counterspell Mana. Don't worry about me. <laughs> um, something that's relevant is it doesn't say two target lands and it doesn't say two lands you control. Nope. So you'll choose two lands on the battlefield and untap them both. Um, you can untap lands that your opponents have that don't normally untap. Mm-hmm. That's just good. Good stuff. Untap a maze of it. See what happens. Who knows? Um, minus three. This one's the rattlesnake, right? Yeah. Put target non-land permanent into its owner's library. Third from the top. They, ooh, ooh. Uh, tucking a permanent mic is sometimes even more devastating than destroying it because mm-hmm. this destroys indestructible. Yeah. This this stops anything that would normally prevent something from being removed. Other than hexproof and, and shroud. shroud, yeah, that's it. Yeah, anything else, yeah. it's it's going to be yeah. a while before you get it back. Holy, can't cow. be sacrificed. Doesn't matter. Nope, doesn't matter. Um, it's positive. You can you can tuck a commander, and then it has to go to the command zone. Yep, for minus three, which is nice. And then uh, minus eight. Uh, Holy moly! If you get here, uh, I think you win. You get an emblem with whenever you draw a card, exile target permanent and opponent controls. <laughs> if they let you get here, they deserve to have their stuff exiled. Come on. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think unfortunately, that is kind of just the the calling card for all planeswalkers with an ult. If you get there, right. you deserve what's happening to you. <laughs> Unless it's a super friends deck, in which case right. it's really picking the best of a bad yeah. bunch. Like, which one of these things what you... is going to kill me? <laughs> right. You're so few, so few things to blow up a bunch of planeswalkers. And if they're protecting them, it's really just like whack-a-mole. And unfortunately you might have to let something like this that doesn't technically win them the game on the spot, mm-hmm. even though it's going to be the most brutal thing ever. And they're gonna exile all of your shit, like. Sure. See, awful. When you were talking about, uh, let's move on to another Teferi here. That's really popular. You thought it was another another Teferi. I thought you were gonna talk about the one that's banned in Pioneer and Historic, uh, Teferi Time Reveler. One generic, one white, oh, one to, blue. To three re with a three. Say again. That's 
that's the shorthand that people use is Teferi with a three instead of an E. Oh. CMC three. Baby Teferi. I like that. I did not know that. Because there were two Teferis out in the same set. Well, there we go. I learned something. Yeah. Thank you. I learned something else is, is really where we're at. Um, okay. But for Loyalty Planeswalker, that says uh, each opponent can cast spells only at any time they could cast a sorcery. Hey, <laughs> there's a Teferi creature that does that. That's always yeah. good. It's pretty um, brutal. But you know what? That Teferi is better because it allows you to play creature spells as if they had flash. Oh, wait. Plus one on Teferi Time Raveler. Until your next turn, you may cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. Oh. That's pretty great. Yeah. And then you can uh, board wipe at instant speed. Yeah. It's pretty nice to just be like, okay, we're going to see what happens. Good luck. Everyone's like, oh, my God. What, are they, what sorcery are they going to cast? Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, and then always the uh, the the fun spell of or the uh, excuse me. And then always um, you gotta like when the minus ability is something that it can activate immediately. Uh, yes. Return up to one target artifact, creature, or enchantment to its owner's hand. Draw a card, and that's a minus three ability. Um, that is for anybody. So yeah. if you want to blink something in kind of a weird way and also get a uh, a card out of it, great. If there is something that is a problem and needs to go away, mm -hmm. also great. Teferi is very present for what we want to do, which is a lot of manipulating the board state and being able to make deals all over the place. It, it's almost I, like being able to travel through time is, is like nifty or something. Right. <laughs> the interesting thing about this minus three is like flickering your own things as being an option. If you have any like super critical mana rocks, it's mm -hmm. mana rocks that tap for more mana than they cost to put into play. Yep. Uh, like a soul ring. If you minus three and bounce your soul ring, draw a card and replay it, you just cast this planeswalker for white blue and drew a card. Yeah. That's how good this Planeswalker is. And then it sticks out there and says, by the way, I'm still yeah. going to remain here and everyone is always playing at sorcery speed. White, blue, draw a card, and also each opponent can only cast spells when they could cast a sorcery. For two mana, you get that whole package. That is a lot of value. It's, it's, it's pretty... If you have a soul ring in play. It's pretty gross. Let's, let's, let's be real about it. <laughs> it can do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, no kidding. Obnixilis the Hate Twisted, 3 black black, Legendary Planeswalker Nixilis, Loyalty 5. Whenever an opponent draws a card, Obnixilis the Hate Twisted deals 1 damage to that player. Minus 2, destroy target creature, its controller draws 2 cards. Uh, yeah, so you blow something up, mm -hmm. you donate 2 cards, sure. and you hit that player for 1. Yeah. Now, when I saw this card... I'm like, you know what? That would go great in my new Bell, Bell Bay. Bay deck. Yeah. Yeah. If you're running Bell Bay and you like Rupug, I realize that's a vanishingly small number of you, mm -hmm. but who knows? I did it. Uh, now you have a card that can spot remove something and draw them two cards. It's kind of like Arcane Denial. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. Um, so here's here's a question then. Yeah. You said this would go, this would fit really well in Bell Bay. Yes. Is it going to get a slot in there? I think so, yes. Okay. Cause, and that's specifically because of the double synergy for me. Yeah. Is number one, it's it's spot removal, which is great. And it also draws other players' cards, which is great. But that's just group hug and value. Right. It's whenever an opponent draws a card, 
Obnixilis deals one damage to that player. If Belbay sees an opponent lose life, an opponent of mine lose life, mm-hmm. then on the next post combat main phase, the active player is going to get double colorless for each opponent that has lost life that turn. Right. So if I'm handing out some cards with some card draw effects like this, uh, that just generated me two mana. So this ability now reads minus two destroy target creature. Its controller draws two cards, loses two life, and you add two mana. Yep. So that's some value. Absolutely. I mean, listeners, what's your favorite Planeswalker? Like, what do you like about Planeswalkers? Do you like the the rattlesnake style options that we've highlighted today? Uh, tweet at us. Tell us about some of the Planeswalkers you like. And you had gotten into something when you were talking about Omnixilis that I want to touch on a little bit. Oh, yeah. So... You said that Omnixilis was a card that when we were doing the research for this episode, you looked at it and went, wow, this should absolutely, like, this could go in Bell Bay, right? Yes, absolutely. How likely do you think that is to happen? How likely do you think it is for me to put that card in Bell Bay? Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely, Mike. Normally, when I'm identifying a Planeswalker that's synergistic with my deck, the main issue is that I probably tend not to include it because so many planeswalkers that are strong are also very expensive because they're usually printed at rare or mythic. Sure. Um, they're very splashy cards. Obnixilis the Hate Twisted is an uncommon. Mm-hmm. So this card is a uh, 30 cents it's a good, and it's it has price. very high synergy with uh, my Belba deck. As, as mm-hmm. I said, that's for five mana uh, can minus two immediately five mana, destroy a creature, donate two cards that player loses two life, and I add two mana. Uh, so really, I only paid one black black for that, which is <laughs> one black black. That's pretty good, it's right? Really for this. Spicy. It's very synergistic with Bell Bay, in my opinion. I think that we're gonna see it in there. Okay. Um, the the deck needs a lot of a lot of help though. It needs a lot of draw. Sure. I'm trying to get some some cards in there. Trying to trade for some cards, and that's just part of the process, right? Of building a deck is is just making it slightly better but why do you what uh what brings that up for you so including it's it's part of what we talked about before this is a card that you thought of bell bay as you were researching planeswalkers that specifically do the things that we're looking for right right and then there was this epiphany moment of oh this could work in that really well and then it's a yeah i can make that go in there because it synergizes with so many of the things that you're trying to do. And I think exactly. I think that's part of why we don't see Planeswalkers as often. Because unless the deck is a Super Friends deck, which is the grain of salt to take with everything that we've said so far. Yeah. What you're using this for, this card, this Teferi, this Nicobolus, this Soren Markov... You're using it typically for one ability or one thing that you're doing if you're putting it in there, unless it's just the perfect square peg into a square hole situation, like what you're the talking about hole. with Obnixilis, right? Mm-hmm. And I I think that's part of why I'm a little bummed out I don't see them more, because it's such an interesting card type. It's yes. They literally created a new type of permanent, and... I don't know. I it, Like I said, it, do, how many decks do you have that have more than one Planeswalker in them? Well, got my Kness and Tiro deck is two. Okay. It has uh, 
the warrior poet Watley and best girl Elspeth. Mm-hmm. Then we got Emrakul Dick has uh, both of the Ugans and the good nice Karn. Okay. The one that draws cards. Sure. Um, my stack deck doesn't have any. I took out the five minutes of fairy, even though it was very nice. That deck just is, it's rough to. Sure. It needs a lot of different things to work, so I just had to remove it. Um, most of my other decks, I have I have Labman Jace in my Nin deck. That's mm-hmm. one. And I have, don't have any Planeswalkers in either my Vanifar or my Sekouar decks. So more than one Planeswalker, two decks out of seven. Right. And yeah. for me, I'm... I've got a bunch... We're going to call the amount of decks that I currently have 15 because there's a lot of moving and shaking on some pieces. Sure. And how many that's actually going to turn into, I don't know yet. But I would... I apologize. Um, I, I Let's say that I have about 15 decks right now with all of the boxes and the different, you know, tuning up that I'm doing with a couple of decks and breaking <laughs> some things down to build more. Um. One of the things that's kind of weird is I think I'm at two, maybe three that have more yeah. than one Planeswalker in them. And the ones that you talked about, like, especially for, especially for your Emrakul deck, like, yeah, you've got Karn and you've got Ugin's. Yeah. You've got some of these cards that are ridiculously powerful. Right. And that's why they're in there because of the actual, you know, colorless identity. The synergy and is extremely high. Exactly. Like, new Ugin discounting by two and it makes me blockers and it draws me cards and it removes permanence mm-hmm. like when when you have a planeswalker that synergizes with more than one of its abilities uh it's pretty good that's it's, that's really what you want to see it's really good and yeah. and it's even in that situation i feel like most people if they look at a planeswalker and they say "Ooh, this can do this and this in this deck that I have. Mm-hmm. But people can attack it, but it's vulnerable. So you know what? I'm just going to use this other thing instead. And, right. and that kind of bums me out because I really like Planeswalkers. I like seeing them on the battlefield, um, even even if it's not on mine, just because it's another dynamic. It's another, for <laughs> for all intents and purposes, it's another player in the game uh, to right. both attack and worry about. Um, and I, you know what? I want to see more planeswalkers. Maybe that's something that I'll, I'll put more, uh, I'll put more thought into for our Thursday night streams for our cardboard combat. I'll bring, I'll yep. bring some more planeswalkers to the table when I have an opportunity. Well, Josh Lequai from the command zone has an interesting outlook on planeswalkers, especially planeswalkers as commanders. Mm-hmm. And that's that because they are a diversion in combat, because they can be attacked by creatures, um, it's almost like that combat didn't happen to you. So it's almost like you gained that much life. Yeah. Right. And the more planeswalkers you have, the more, uh, I don't know if I'd call them red herrings, but they're definitely, they're, they're an easy target. Yeah. And that easy target prevents you from being attacked directly because if you have planeswalkers, in my experience, it's very unlikely that you'll be attacked directly. It's far more likely they'll try to blow up the planeswalker 
Well, they're they're a more imminent threat than your life total right. of going from thirty six to thirty. Well, over the course of a game, if you have more than a few planeswalkers resolving, that's combat that's happening that is not reducing your life total. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're almost like being able to play walls that are more interesting that people right. can actually target. Right. It's. I don't know. I, I I like them. I do think that they slow game the they slow down games a little bit just because it's yeah. more you know it's more threats it's more threat assessment and they're it, it's it, like you said it's this weird way where it's protecting your life total because other people are attacking it instead. Um, mm-hmm. It's a nice decoy that can be very efficient and can be very helpful, but I I I kind of I kind of dislike the fact that that's how I think about it. So I'm gonna try and resolve that thinking and. Start finding ways to put more planeswalkers into decks because they're they're nice. cool. They're flavor wise, it's just so fun. It's like think about yeah. it. I'm Mike, and you know what? I'm gonna team up with Teferi and Chandra, and we're gonna do some cool stuff. Like, I, I think I'm gonna lean into that on the uh, the next deck that I build because cool. Yeah. Well, hey everyone, thanks for joining us on our walk through all of the different planes and the planeswalkers that you know, means something to us because of the play styles that we have. Um, Alex, where can people find you on socials if they have any questions about Planeswalkers or any of the decks that are, you're thinking about putting Planeswalkers into? Yeah, Mike, they can tweet me directly at uh, Lappermedic, L-A-P-P-E-R Medic, or you can email me at uh, alex at com. And if you want to buy any of the cards we talked about, deck boxes, sleeves, etc., you can support us by going to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for us, follow us on Twitter at EDH underscore social or email us at the social contract EDH at gmail.com. If you want to see us play with some of these cards and some other really nice people in the Magic community, you can follow us at twitch.tv slash thesocialcontractpod, and we do cardboard combat streams on Thursday nights. Um, Times are a little bit flexible because we're talking with lots of people all over the planet, Um, but follow us there, and hopefully you'll get to see us do some cool stuff with Magic. We'll see you there, and we'll talk to you next week.